Pure Experience and Reality, a Reassertion, by Evander Bradley McGilvery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pure Experience and Reality, a Reassertion, by Evander Bradley McGilvery. A page and a day are given me for replying to the above disclaimer. Hence, on this occasion, I cannot well take up all the points that need further discussion. Professor Dewey attributes my failure to understand him to the fact that my image of his logical views got switched off during its transsubjective travels. But of course, this is absurd. In fact, no mistake has occurred, and none could occur. Immediate empiricism postulates that things, anything, everything, in the ordinary or non-technical use of the term thing, are what they are experienced as. Hence, if one wishes to describe anything truly, his task is to tell what it is experienced as being. Journal of Philosophy, Psychology, and Scientific Methods, Volume 2, page 393, Italics Mine. Now, in my article, I told exactly what Professor Dewey's logical philosophy was by me experienced as being. Hence, that article has described his philosophy truly. Professor Dewey disclaims having ever intimated or implied that he ever held any such view as that the reality of anything is the reality it has only when experienced. No doubt he does not experience having made any such intimations or implications. But on my part, after tensions over what seemed the absolute contradiction involved in the statement that things are what they are experienced as or experienced to be, I finally got the satisfying and redintegrating experience that Professor Dewey supposed the reality of anything is the reality it has only when experienced. I thereupon took the pragmatic outcome of my previous perplexity over the doctrine as containing the meaning of the doctrine. If I have made a mistake in this, it is simply the mistake of a disciple who follows too literally the master's instructions. Now let me describe the logical process which issued in my mistake. Zollner's lines are divergent when experienced as divergent, they are parallel when experienced as parallel. Loco Catato, page 397. This was the cue. The second epochal stage was reached when I began to think of what would happen if the reality of the divergence and the reality of the parallelism could somehow extricate themselves from the times of the experiences to which they severally belonged. It looked very much as if there would be imminent danger that these realities might, in their wanderings, meet each other in some common time to the logical embarrassment of each. This unpleasantness was obviated when the third stage of the logical process was reached. In this stage, I found peace in the thought that the real divergence and the real parallelism of Zoner's lines were severally pinned down to the times of the several experiences of which they formed each a part. Of course, the issue of this logical procedure makes the experientia mensura doctrine very much like the old homo mensura doctrine, but then one must describe things as he finds them in his experience. Professor Dewey claims that, in the article which I examined, he repeatedly referred to reality prior to experience, and that he spoke of such reality as the condition of the subsequent experience. This is true, I saw the words, but when I tried to get any meaning out of them, the past reality became for me a present one, for Professor Dewey's past realities have a way of now undergoing past changes every time they are differently experienced. A thing which now changes I cannot bring myself to experience as a past reality. A leopard which died in Jeremiah's day and yet now manages to change the spots it had during the exile 
seems to me not so much a creature of the past as an interesting monstrosity of the present. End of Pure Experience and Reality, A Reassertion by Evander Bradley McGilvery.